0: This is Jules, your host of the All Things Iceland podcast. Welcome to this week's episode, which is focused on the spectacular rise and demise of Wow Airline. The one year anniversary of the bankruptcy of this low budget Icelandic airline is on March 28th. And on that day last year, everyone was shocked when the airline suddenly ceased to operate. During this episode, I will go over why and how the airline skyrocketed to success, what it was like during its heyday, what caused Wild Air to fail, how its bankruptcy affected the Icelandic economy, and what's next, because there has been a lot of chattering and promises made about resurrecting this brand and I plan to go a little bit into that or at least as much as I know. To me the most logical place to start with this story is with Skuli Mogensen who is the founder of Wow Air. He was born to Icelandic parents and Skuli spent most of his youth in Sweden with his parents because his dad was studying to become a physician. He is fluent in Swedish and Icelandic he moved back to Iceland and attended high school and some college years in the country. However, he didn't finish college because his company, Oz Communications, a mobile software company, took off. So he dropped out in order to grow that company. According to an interview in the Financial Post about Mogensen, he credits his entrepreneurial drive to his education at the University of Iceland, which is Háskóli Islands, where he was studying philosophy. One of his philosophy professors encouraged him to challenge everything. He is quoted as saying in an article, challenge the status quo, challenge the dogma, and challenge whatever worked yesterday. I think today, the speed of things requires you to ultimately, maybe not always challenge, but at least ask questions about whether what you are doing today will actually work tomorrow. Skooli was able to grow Oz Communications to over 200 employees, and the company sold more than 100 million copies of its messaging software to major mobile operators. Nokia ended up buying Oz Communications in 2008 for an undisclosed amount. Along with starting Oz, Skooli also co-founded Islan Simi, which is now Vodafone Iceland. Additionally, he co-founded Chaos a 3D animation studio that works on production for films, commercials, and games. His serial entrepreneurship made him a billionaire. After selling Oz Communications, Schooley went into early retirement at the age of 40, but he quickly grew tired of it after a couple of years. According to a Forbes article about Schooley in 2018, he said, quote, I was a failure at retirement. I wanted to use technology to dis- disrupt the market, and the airline industry is a good sector for that. End quote. Schooley was ready to go full force into starting an airline with his own money, even though his family, friends, and investors urged him not to do it back in 2011. One thing to remember about this time is that Eyjafjallajokotl volcano had erupted in 2010. Even though the ash from the eruption had disrupted air travel for people around the world, the media focus on Iceland had exposed to the world that the country was home to some of the most spectacular nature. Icelandic tourism was starting to increase, but Skuli's idea of starting a low-budget airline was about to skyrocket Icelandic tourism into being one of the main industries to revive Iceland after the economic crash. The transatlantic low-cost airline started off with fares at about $99 for basic seats and service from some cities in the U.S. to Iceland and the rest of Europe. Those fares, along with the value of the Icelandic krona being so low, made traveling to and in the country affordable for many people who wouldn't otherwise have come here. Within its first year, the airline transported 110,000 passengers. That number quadrupled just five years later. It's incredible that in 2017, it had been reported that 2.8 million passengers had flown with Wild Air. I moved to Iceland in the summer of 2016, and I remember thinking that it must be so cool to work for that airline. They had such great advertisements, happy-looking staff, and it seemed like their growth would not stop anytime soon. In 2017, they had surpassed Iceland Air, their main rival, for the number of outbound Icelandic passengers and had 38% market share. Skooli was hiring talented people from around the globe because there just weren't enough people in Iceland to fill the roles. I think the diversity in the company and the fact that people worked in teams rather than silos helped Wow Air to set themselves apart. By 2018, the airline had purchased 20 planes, Had over a thousand employees, and was flying to over 35 cities internationally. At one point, the airline had been growing at a rate of 75 to 80 percent every year since its inception, or at least that's the number reported in a Forbes article in 2018. From an outsider's view, the fast growth seemed amazing, but on the inside, crucial mistakes were being made that would eventually lead to the company's demise. The biggest red flag is when Wow Air reported a loss of 4.8 billion Icelandic krona, or $39.3 million at the time. And that was between July 2017 and July 2018. It was also reported in 2018 in media outlets that Wow Air owed Isavia, the state-owned company that runs the airport, an estimated $2 ISK in landing fees. So the company, Wow Air, essentially owed the taxpayers of Iceland this money. On top of that, the rising cost of fuel worked against them. At the end of August 2018, jet fuel had risen to $92 a barrel. That was a 25% increase when compared to the year before. To make matters even more complicated, competition among airlines that have transatlantic routes is fierce. The odds kept getting stacked against Wow Air. Schooley wanted to keep his company alive, but he couldn't do it on his own anymore. In the fall of 2018, the company explored all of its options for staying afloat. Even though bondholders of WOW Air pumped 8.2 billion ISK, or 66.9 million at the time, into the airline, it still wasn't enough. Reality started to hit hard when the airline had to stop operating routes such as San Francisco, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, Edinburgh, Stockholm, and Tel Aviv. That might have seemed bad, but the worst was definitely yet to come. The one thing Schooley was dreading was having to go to Iceland Air for a bailout. Unfortunately, I'm not privy to what it was like to work for Wild Air, but it was well known that they saw Iceland Air as their biggest competitor. Kind of like enemy number one, it must have been quite humbling for Schooley to have to swallow his pride and try to convince Eisenair to save his company. During talks between the two companies in November, the mutual benefits were laid out on the table. If Ice and Air merged with Wild Air, it would solve the company's debt problems. In exchange, Wild Air would be able to help the national airline to be more competitive on the international market. The deal would be that they would continue to operate under their existing brands. This merger would mean that Ice and Air would control 3.8% of the Atlantic aviation market. There was a lot of number crunching during this time, and the shareholders of Ice and Air were hesitant about approving this deal, which unfortunately fell through. For Schooley, it was a lost battle, but he was still planned to win the war. Before I go any further, I have to point out that during this time, while Air went ahead with operating low-cost flights to India even though it was clearly struggling to stay alive. I don't know if this was purely an act of desperation by the company or a ploy to show people that they were okay, but it was definitely risky and costly. After the talks with Ice and Air fell through, Schooley began to talk with Indigo Partners about a potential investment. Indigo Partners is a private equity firm based in Arizona that has controlling interest in Frontier Airlines, which operates in the U.S., JetSmart, based in Chile, and holds stakes in Valeris, a Mexican budget airline, as well as Wiz Air, a low-cost airline in Europe. Obviously, this was potentially a good fit for Wow Air. It was announced during these talks that Schooley and Indigo Partners had made a temporary investment agreement. However, this deal meant that Wow Air would have to change quite a bit to become the low-cost airline that Indigo Partners would agree to invest in. Regardless, the main thing that Schooley was interested in is that he remained the majority shareholder in the company. Some of the demands of Indigo partners included streamlining operations, which is like a euphemism for cutting down (laughs) on as much as you can. So according to an article by Iceland Review, quote, There were layoffs. 15 WOW employees at the airport, 237 employees of an airport support services company, and then just weeks before Christmas, one hundred and eleven additional WoW employees were let go. WoW reduced its fleet from twenty to eleven short to medium range aircraft. It sold its flight times at Gatwick, making Stansted its only destination in the UK, and lastly, extracted itself at substantial cost from a contract with an Irish aircraft rental company. All of those changes were made so that Indigo Partners would go ahead with buying 49% of the company. But then, Indigo Partners threw a monkey wrench into the deal by changing the terms. Two major changes were made. The first is that shareholders would have to wait longer to be compensated for their investments, and their returns would be linked to the financial success of the airline. The second is that Schooley's stake in the company would also be linked to the airline's success. So, if the airline did well, then Schooley could end up owning the whole thing again. But if there was more trouble in paradise, he could lose it all. Not surprisingly, all of this was unsettling for Schooley, and he was hesitant about taking the deal. To sweeten the deal, Indigo Partners said they would invest almost double their initial offer— a whopping $10.9 billion ISK, or $89.2 million. The expectation was that Skooli would gobble that up, but he didn't, and Indico Partners walked away from the deal on March 21st. Unexpectedly, Ice and Air jumped back in the picture, but those talks didn't amount to anything either. In a last-ditch effort to keep the company going, Schooley convinced his creditors to convert the debt into shares in wild air. One of the main reasons they were willing to do this was out of fear. Everyone assumed that the collapse of wild air could mean a big retraction in the tourism industry. It could lead to a recession in Iceland. Even with creditors agreeing to change 49% of the company's debt into shares, someone still needed to buy the other 51%. Like a lion stalking its prey... In jumped Indigo Partners again. But, once again, the negotiations were not successful. At 8 a.m. on March 28, 2019, WOW Air ceased its operations. The impact of this decision rippled out from within the company. Not only were about 1,100 people going to lose their jobs, but this abrupt stop would leave Wild Air passengers stranded in different cities. It was absolutely awful that so many people were left scrambling to find flights home or had purchased flights that they couldn't use. Luckily, Iceland Air was able to step in and help a lot of people. In addition to passengers being left stranded, Iceland was bracing for the worst. Personally, I was in the middle of changing jobs at this time last year. I remember hearing about how worried travel companies were when it came to this because of what it meant for their business. There was also a looming labor strike. Some companies had already started to plan layoffs. There was a prediction that the travel industry would struggle over the next nine months and that the GDP of Iceland would contract significantly. It is true that tourism Iceland has been in decline in the last couple of years, but the GDP wasn't as badly affected. It grew 0.2% in the first nine months when compared to the previous year. This is not to say, though, that Wild Air going under had no effect. One of the hardest truths is that three to 400 Wild Air staff members were still unemployed six months after the airline went under, which is awful. The tourism industry has become even more competitive because everyone is fighting to get the attention of a small group of tourists. Also, the shift of who is coming to Iceland has forced companies to figure out how to adapt new ways of marketing. There's been a big decline in visitors from the United States, but it seemed that visitors from the UK and China were on the rise. Tourists from China, in particular, were predicted to be the fastest growing group. However, there is so much uncertainty now due to the outbreak of coronavirus. One of the most shocking announcements to happen about a week after Wild Air went under is that Schooley said he plans to resurrect the airline. He said that the team had learned their lessons and were looking for someone to invest $40 million to finance the venture. I rolled my eyes so hard at this when I heard it, mainly because it was just too soon for him to start making these types of announcements. And to be fair, if he had been successful, which as many of you know, <laughs> he wasn't, um, I would have been weary about taking flights with him uh, I know he made some crucial mistakes, and of course people can learn from their mistakes, but having left all those people stranded and then like a week later being like, okay, well, we're going to come back now. It's just not okay, <laughs> in my opinion. It would have been better to do it under maybe some other leadership or or something like that. Just not him doing it because he's so closely tied to the company, but uh, that's just my opinion, of course. Then months after that... Michelle Ballarin, one of the owners of U.S. Aerospace Associates, had purchased the assets of Wow Air and was planning to start flights under the brand in the fall. Everyone was also skeptical but hopeful about this because at least it seemed like there was someone from the outside coming in who potentially had the funds and the ability to make this happen. At around the same time, four more employees of Wow Air decided to start their own airline. Initially it was nicknamed WAB which was an acronym for we are back but it later turned into play which is in essence play air and of course I laughed pretty hard when I heard that because it sounds like player which begged the question in my mind who is being played in all of this both resurrections made promises of operations happening soon in fact, as early as fall 2019, and none of them delivered. Now that the world is in crisis mode, there is no telling if either airline will ever get off the ground. But I guess only time will tell. Now the other have the backstory of Wow Air's fantastic rise and demise, as well as the potential resurrection of the low-cost airline in Iceland, I'm going to move on to the random fact of the episode. When Air announced flights from the U.S. to India via Iceland, it became the first low-cost airline carrier to serve India from Iceland using its A330-300 wide-body aircraft. The nearly 12-hour return flight was the longest in its route network. About a month after starting this route, the airline had to pull out. This was due to the cost of fuel, and they were trying to cut down on operations to meet the demands of Indigo partners to cut a deal. I've heard that the reason why Wild Air wanted to start this route was of course to attract more Indian tourists to Iceland, but also to potentially become like the Dubai of the north, which is really hard to see because Iceland is just so different (laughs) than Dubai or the United Arab Emirates in general. But I guess one can dream. The Icelandic word of the episode is flugvielf. Flugviel, which means airplane. Flug, flug, means fly, and viel is machine. So it's essentially a flying machine, which makes a lot of sense. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of All Things Iceland. This was a fascinating one for me, mainly because of how much it affected my life because I had been working in tourism and then moved on to another industry, but at the same time have just been really linked to kind of what's been going on in Iceland when it comes to that industry. So it's just really fascinating to have a, a, a deep dive into this topic and share it with all of you. I would love to know what your thoughts are around this. If you were affected by Wild Air and its abrupt halt of operations and, of course, going bankrupt, feel free to leave a comment on From Foreign to Familiar for this episode uh, in the comment section, as well as um, if you think someone would enjoy this episode, feel free to share it with them. I have a newsletter in which I do share kind of other things about Iceland as well as some of the content that I do on my other channels. So you can kind of keep up to date with everything there. And lastly, if you did enjoy this episode, please feel free to leave a review.